0: I am a little sick, so uh, my voice doesn't normally sound like this, but I'm going to pray for endurance. My name is Gene. I'm one of the preachers here at Grace Fellowship Church, and it's a delight to have you this morning, whether you're a visitor or you're, you're a regular or somewhere in between. What does the word holiness mean to you? Does it mean pure? clean, sinless, righteous. Though those can be ways in which holiness can be represented in someone's life, there's actually a much better definition for the word holy. A more helpful biblical definition is set apart or special. If your house is on fire, what is the object or the person that you are going to grab? Is it your children, a meaningful memory piece, a pet, maybe your phone? Whatever it is, that is the thing that is set apart from the other things in your house. That is the special thing. Holiness is the thing that you grab when your house is on fire. The thing that is special, the thing that is set apart. This morning we'll see that... For the holy God, the set-apart God, to meet unholy people, consecration is necessary. And I'm going to define consecration because I'll be using it over and over and over again. Consecration is very similar to holiness. It means to set apart as holy. And so this morning you will get to see what consecration means for you and how you can meet God. consecration. We will be in Exodus 19 this morning. And so far, we have been going through Exodus as a church, and we've seen God do amazing things. We've seen God deliver and rescue his people. Last week, we saw Moses reflect on God's deliverance. And then we saw the law become circulated all throughout the people. This morning, we will see something terrifyingly holy. We are entering a new section. We are moving on from the book section, The God Who Prepares to Rebuild, to The God Who Builds His House. You'll see on your outline, you are called to be holy. You will tremble before holiness, and you need a prophet and a priest who is holy. Let's pray. And ask God for help. Father, we uh, bow before you. And we know that you are the Holy One. The one who is set apart. The one who is special over and above all. And Lord, we are to be your holy people. We are to be set apart. Different from those in the world. Lord, would you teach us this morning from your word. Teach us by your spirit and guide us. And I pray, God, that it would result in much redemption and, and much uh, holiness. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, one more tidbit before we start reading in Exodus 19. This chapter is cool because it is a fulfillment of what, something that was said in chapter 3. Do you remember in chapter 3 when Moses was speaking with God, the burning bush? God says, but I will be with you, and this shall be a sign for you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. And so God has kept his promise. The people are out of Israel, and they are serving God. Moses, in particular, is serving God on this mountain. This was the mountain where Moses had to take off his sandals. Because the ground on which he was standing was holy. This morning we are going to see something even more terrifying and holy than that of chapter 3. Let's start reading. Exodus 19 starting at verse 1. On the third new moon, after the people of Israel had gone out of the land of Egypt, and on that day they came into the wilderness of Sinai, If you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession among all peoples. For all the earth is mine, and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words that you shall speak to the people of Israel. So Moses came and called the elders of the people and set before them all these words that the Lord had commanded him. And the people answered together and said, All that the Lord has spoken, we will do. And Moses reported the words of the people to the Lord. You are called to be holy. The Lord has a call for his people here. Starting in verse 4. You have seen what I did to the Egyptians, how I bore you on eagles' wings, how I brought you to myself. Now, therefore as a result of the deliverance that I gave to you. Therefore, if you obey my voice, then you shall be a treasured possession, a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. So if we follow God's train of thought, rescue from Egypt results in the chance to obey. And if they obey, they will be God's treasured possession, a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. What started with deliverance ends in holiness. I love how it progresses from rescue to the freedom to obey to God's holy nation. It is a picture of redemption that only God could work. A group of broken slaves transformed into a holy kingdom of priests. Like forging a great sword, there is a progression I'm not a swordsmithing expert, but I know that you start with your raw metal, your bronze or your iron, steel, and then you melt it down into a rough shape. And then once you have that, you forge it, you, you heat it in the fire, and then you hammer it on the anvil, taking more and more shape into a sword. And eventually you sand it and you have a great and mighty sword. The Lord has melted the Israelites down, and he is prepared for forging. They shall be made into a holy nation. And in verse 8, you see their willingness. All that the Lord has spoken, we will do. This section shows us that there is a progression to God's redemption. There is a progression toward holiness. It also shows us that Israel is holy. Israel is the nation that is set apart from the other nations of the earth. The nation that God chose to rescue and to redeem. They are special. What does this mean for you? You are called to be holy. It is not a stretch to take this. Exodus 19 text and say, Grace Fellowship Church, you are called to be a part of this holy nation. Peter says this same thing in 1 Peter 2. That's why it's not a stretch. He says, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And so now I say this to you Grace Fellowship Church you are called to be a part of this holy nation. You are not like the other people of the world. You are special. You are set apart for God. And the pursuit of holiness in your life it shows the watching world that you are set apart. Do you embrace this call to be set apart, to be holy? Do you pursue holiness in loving God, in loving others, in being honest with people, in fearing God instead of fearing man, in sexual purity, in showing honor to your parents, in being satisfied with what God has given you or the season He has you in? It's by these things... Pursuing honesty in a world that lies. Pursuing purity in a world that sleeps around. Pursuing the giving away of yourself in a world that values self-preservation. It's by these things that we show we are set apart. We are special. You are called to be holy. take a look at the second point. You will tremble before holiness. And for that, I'm going to start reading at verse 9. And the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I am coming to you in a thick cloud that the people may hear when I speak with you and may also believe you forever. When Moses told the words of the people to the Lord, the Lord said to Moses, Go to the people and consecrate them today. And tomorrow, and let them wash their garments and be ready for the third day. For on the third day, the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. And you shall set limits for the people all around, saying, Take care not to go up into the mountain or touch the edge of it. Whoever touches that mountain shall be put to death. No hand shall touch him, but he shall be stoned or shot. Whether beast or man, he shall not live. When the trumpet sounds a very long blast, they shall come up to the mountain. So Moses went down from the mountain to the people and consecrated the people and they washed their garments. And he said to the people, be ready for the third day. Do not go near a woman. On the morning of the third day, there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud on the mountain and a very loud trumpet blast so that all the people in the camp trembled. The Lord came down on Mount Sinai to the top of the mountain. And the Lord called Moses to the top of the mountain. And Moses went up. You will tremble before holiness. In this section, the Lord comes down to the people. And we have consecration that is necessary. Verse 10 Moses, go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow. Let them wash their garments. Why? For on the third day, the Lord will come down. And like I mentioned earlier, consecrate, that means to set apart as holy. So Moses and the people, they are, for three days, they're doing a whole lot of setting apart as holy. And the text doesn't give us a ton of specifics, but we know that they are to wash their garments and they're not to go near a woman. That probably means, you might be scratching your head, that probably means they're not to sleep with their wives in an effort to set themselves apart from regular, everyday life in preparation for God who's coming. Point being, consecration is necessary, and it is the setting apart, the cleansing, the preparation for God. And not only are they to consecrate themselves, they have to consecrate the mountain too. They have to set it apart. No one is to touch the mountain on which God will descend or that person will be killed. Whoever touches the mountain will be killed. And he cannot even be killed at hand. You can't stab him with a sword. You have to throw a rock at him or shoot him with a bow. That's how weighty God's holiness is. Moses comes to consecrate this people three days before the Lord comes. And the Lord keeps His promise. He comes on the third day in fire and in smoke, cloud and trumpeting, thunder and lightning at the top of the mountain that towers before the people of Israel. The mountain itself trembles. The people tremble. They stand at the foot of this mountain, careful not to touch it, because they know that if they touch it, they will die. And the Lord, He descends from heaven to the top of this mountain. And in the midst of this terrifying scene, Moses ascends the mountain to meet God. I tried to think of an illustration for this. I can't illustrate this. The only thing that comes close is Exodus 14. The Lord himself in Exodus 14, when he held the tons and tons of water up and suspended them at the Red Sea. And by his power, held them back and then allow them to cave in on the Egyptians. This is the same God who is now descending to earth. This shows us that God is not a God to be trifled with. He is not a cute little God you can put in a box and put on your mantelpiece. God is the Holy One. Another thing that shows us is that the people are affected by God's holiness. They are either consecrated or they are destroyed. They either set themselves apart or they touch the mountain and they die because of God's holiness. What does this mean for you? Allow me to tweak my outline point a bit and make that your application. You should tremble before holiness now. You should tremble before holiness now. We can often just chalk the, the, the word holiness up. God is holy. Yep, I know that. Do you really know it? Do you believe that God is this kind of holy? This fire and smoke and cloud and trumpet and thunder and lightning. This kind of Holy. A holiness that makes people shake and mountains tremble. You know, sometimes you're at the movie and, and you, you watch a scene where there's a, a lot of bass. And the walls shake. Your sheet, seat shakes. If The bass is strong enough. Maybe even the floor trembles a little bit. God makes mountains tremble. And I am sure that that is only an ounce of his power. And so when you do certain things in life, please do not trivialize them. Do not say, I am just praying. Or I am just reading the Bible, God's book. Or Grace Fellowship Church is just another gathering. These things are not so because of the holiness of our God. This is terrifying. But, allow me to make one more point. You need a priest and a prophet who is holy. Let's read starting at verse 21. And the Lord said to Moses, Go down and warn the people lest they break through to the Lord, to look, and many of them perish. Also, let the priests who come near to the Lord consecrate themselves, lest the Lord break out against them. And Moses said to the Lord, The people cannot come up to Mount Sinai. For you yourself warned us, saying, Set limits around the mountain and consecrate it. And the Lord said to him, Go down and come up, bringing Aaron with you. But do not let the priests and the people Break through to come up to the Lord, lest he break out against them. So Moses went down to the people and told them, You need a prophet and a priest who is holy. In this section, the people cannot see the Lord. If they break through to see the Lord, they perish. Even the priests who come near to the Lord need to consecrate themselves again lest the Lord break out against them. What does that mean, break out against them? That means kill them. There are two, however, who are called up. And these two not only touch the mountain, but they ascend it and they approach this glory. Go down, bring Aaron with you, but do not let the priests and the people come, lest I break out against them. The people, they are not allowed. They need a representative. They need mediators. They need go-betweens between them and this holy God. And the Lord calls to Moses the prophet and Aaron the priest, Moses' brother. When I was in Columbia, South America a couple summers ago, we needed a mediator. We needed a translator who knew how to speak Spanish. Else, I don't know how we would have eaten. I don't know how we would have gotten direction anywhere. We needed a go-between. These people need a go-between between them and God. They cannot see God directly. They cannot approach God directly. They can't even talk to God directly. Moses is the one talking to God, and then Moses comes to them and tells them what God said. In closing, what does this mean for you? This means that you need Jesus Christ. You need a prophet and a priest who can ascend the hill on your behalf, meet God without being killed, and then return to you to set you apart as holy. To consecrate you. Jesus is the greater prophet. Jesus is the greater priest. Hebrews 4. Since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. You need this prophet and priest. You need Jesus. And if you have not yet believed in this prophet, this priest, Jesus Christ, yet I beg you, do so this morning or face the terrifying holiness of God by yourself. For the holy God to meet unholy people, consecration is necessary. Setting apart for holiness is necessary. And more than that, it is possible Through the grace of this Jesus Christ. Also that when God's house is on fire, he will come back and rescue you. Here's the rest of of Hebrews twelve. I stopped reading um, in point two from Hebrews twelve. Here's the difference between the Israelites at Sinai and us. We have not come to trembling Mount Sinai. We have come to feasting Mount Zion. And Jesus is there waiting for us. So, in summary, we have seen that you are called to be holy. You will tremble before this holiness. And you need a prophet and a priest who is holy. And so, on behalf of the Lord, I, I send you out, Grace Fellowship Church, as a holy people in the midst of an unholy world. Let's pray. Father, we tremble before You. We know that You are great and mighty and terrifying. But at the same time, Lord, You have made Yourself available. You have given us access to you such that we can meet you and not die. Because of your mercy and because of your son, your prophet and your priest, Jesus Christ, we we are able to meet you and, and to not only do that, but to live with you forever in joy and in feasting. We pray, Father, that we would Go out into the world and that we would live as holy people, as people who are set apart, as people who are special. In Jesus' name, amen.